music, news, entertainment. It's all right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show. Hi, it's Kelly, and this week on the show, we are joined by our music editor, Sharon Hyland. We talk about the upcoming Grammy Awards and dive into some of the nominations, including SZA, who has nine, and Victoria Monet, who has seven, including her two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Hazel, who is also a part of the Grammy Award nominees list. Now, we also discuss Olivia Rodrigo's influence, the rise of the band Boy Genius, and seeing the Rolling Stones as Grammy nominees for their song, Angry. We then take a deep dive into our Vintage Vault with Canadian recording artist Max Parker as he talks about the importance of TikTok, how his career got started, and the success of his song, Good Time. Listen anytime, anyplace, just a click away, kellyalexandershow.com. Welcoming back to the show, our music editor, Sharon Highland. I think this is week like 97, which is great. So That works. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in, Kel. Let's You're committed. Going. You're Strong committed. showing. Yep. <laughs> By the way, this is uh, going to be show, I think if I've done the math, uh, 453. Get out of here. Yeah, we're close to nuts. 500, I know. Mm-hmm. Kelly, you are a legit pioneer in, uh, I'm being completely serious, in in podcasting as something that is uh, achievable and done well um, amidst a bunch of other ones that aren't. And and because uh, I think everybody thinks they can do a podcast because, uh, oh, it's so easy. And I think on paper it's easy, but once you have the equipment, uh, you really actually have to know how to bring something to the table so for you to have uh, be pushing 500 uh episodes of the kelly alexander show is incredible so congratulations thank you sharon well that means a lot coming from you i appreciate it very much well it's the truth man because honestly there's everybody's jumping on the pod wagon lately (laughs) and uh and uh and you've been there you know sort of uh, uh, since the beginning i think so good for you really honestly and it's done well clearly I mean, you love it, right? <laughs> you enjoy doing it. You enjoy assembling it and putting it together and bringing it to the people and, and they appreciate it too. Otherwise, nobody would be listening to you. So good for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's funny because we had to take a bit of a hiatus for uh, like probably a few months there. And uh, just because we had you and I had 90s now going on, which we still have going on um, Mm -hmm. our other podcast that we do. And I just literally ran out of time for a bit. And I was focusing a lot of the interviews to my YouTube channel. So I took a bit of a pause just to sort of, you know, have that work out. But then I will give him a public shout out right now. We have an amazing audio producer, Andrew Sabino, who puts this show together. And he's come into my life and he's made it like he's facilitated everything for me to get back on the audio tip so fluid yeah exactly so uh, i want to thank him very much for doing that and so yeah we're 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 gunning for 500 and uh yeah and it's funny because it's it's important for you know me as an announcer to have this platform to be able to do long-form interviews and conversations which is what i'm doing with you so i appreciate it yay so we are talking about Grammy Award nominees. They have come out. It's funny because for some reason this year, it caught me by surprise. I think also, like, I still can't believe it's November. So I think that's yeah part of it. Yeah, It's uh, that I find like I do my best to keep summer like where we are. Summer's not super long. Mm-hmm. So to make sure not to rush through it, not to make uh, make plans and have fun and stuff. But as soon as you start like thinking about the plans and OK, we only have a few weeks until that's going to happen. So you make this concerted effort to make sure that the time that we have, you know, is good. And like you said, suddenly it's November. So I don't know what the heck happened. 
Yeah, me neither. And all of a sudden, Grammy nominees have come out. Yeah. And uh, I'm super excited for all of the people in the R&B genre because this is big news. A lot of the top nominees, um, well, a lot, I think there's like several, but two that st- stand out to me, which is Victoria Monet and um, SZA. And so SZA is leading the charge, which I think is like the first time in X amount of years that it's not Taylor Swift that has like 97 <laughs> nominations at the Grammys. Don't count her out, though. She's yeah. still there. <laughs> She's still there with six. But SZA with her fantastic album, SOS has nine. And Victoria Monet, who I'm just so happy for because she's been behind the scenes for so many years working with artists like Ariana Grande has done a lot of work with her, like Thank You Next, uh, Seven Rings, like the list goes on with what she's done with her. And so now she's getting her chance to be an artist and it's working because her album Jaguar 2 you know, seven nominations. So good for her. Good for SZA. And then we do have a, a bunch in the pack with six boy genius, Olivia Rodrigo, Taylor Swift. Um, like the list goes on Miley Cyrus the list goes on and on. So I'll start um, in the R&B genre for you, Sharon. So are you I don't know what the word would be like. Are you surprised to see them doing so well in that genre? Because I, it usually gets some love, but this is a lot of love. Well, it's it's cool. Uh, I think we talked about this on uh, 90s now in the most recent uh, episode of that. I think one of the funnest standouts is uh, John Baptiste <laughs> in the categories with all these uh, young women. Mm-hmm. I think he's really holding his own. So I think that's cool. Uh, and it's neat because he's not a young man. He's not an old man or anything, but I just think that it's uh, it shows that there's other things than uh, young poppy girls that are out there. And I'm not trying to diminish any any of the pop stars either because everything that the young women have brought to the table this year is solid. Even, I mean, we like to poke a little bit at Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, but what I think happened with her, at least in my estimation, is that she got to a point where she was, she needed to make changes in her life professionally and likely personally and she did them and she did it super taylor swift like you know she's sort of dog to a bone and she sort of went oh oh you think that's going to happen and she flipped it and made it happen the way she wanted it to happen so no matter what nominations she uh what the number is of nominations for her i think that she really showed the world you know what don't don't (laughs) don't try to challenge me because i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lose here yeah, no, so I like that. And it sets a great example for her mm-hmm. her contemporaries, um, which I think is important. It's better to uh, have a, a community of people that you're creating around um, and hopefully inspiring than, uh, you know, trying to cut each other down. So good for all of them. I hope that's what's happening. What are your thoughts on Boy Genius? I love the idea of them. I love the the independence and collaborative uh, effort of them. Uh, and that I think would be a great example of what, what I was just saying about inspiring and not, not the cutting down part, you know, like mm-hmm. let's, Hey, let's create and see what happens here. It's just such a, we're at a time in our life where, you know, the, the uh, influence and the inspiration is so varied and so very, <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on out there. So, why would you compete with with the people? Why wouldn't you just, you know, encourage and see what comes out of it? If if uh, in that case, I think if one person can encourage somebody else, then both of them succeed. 
And then we win because we're getting like great music. So I'm not saying don't be competitive because you want to make sure that you're encouraging other other artists and, and getting the best out of yourself and them. And again, uh, I think a more positive uh, atmosphere and environment will will make uh, everything better for the listener. You don't have to choose sides. I remember in the 90s, it was so choose sides and like, mm-hmm. why? Weird. Wasn't that a deep thought? And like, why? <laughs> so deep. <laughs> um, you are the, the queen of rock on the station that you work for, Show 97.7 here in Montreal. And uh, so I have to ask you about the rock categories. I saw that Olivia Rodrigo was actually nominated for Best Rock Song. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. And my go-to for Olivia Rodrigo, who I think is very talented, is uh, what was her first song? Was was it Driver's License? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And I think, so now she's being considered in a rock category. I think years ago, when rock and roll was new, let's say, 50s, 60s, that kind of thing, the kind of songs that were getting played and made around that time when it came to driving were songs like Dead Man's Curve or Leader of the Pack, um, where the people were dying. (laughs) Do you know? So it was a much more dangerous time, the innocence of the 60s. And yet she got a driver's license and she drove by his house. (gasps) (laughs) I just think for as as far as much as we've uh, evolved from the music at the beginning, like I said, of, of rock and roll, it's interesting that the the source of her extreme pain was driving by his house. She got her driver's license, Kelly. I know. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> Do you think she's like, um, and I think she's been compared to her before, but she's like this next batch of Taylor Swiftness. Well, it's entirely possible. How old is she? She's like 20, still, 21, yeah. something like that. She's mm-hmm. still so young and she's really in that category where, um, you know, I think the, the, the destination for a pop artist is that there is one. You have right. a shelf life, technically, mm-hmm. you're not going to be around forever. So the challenge to someone who wants to actually have a career doing this is that you have to get good at doing your thing. So mm-hmm. there's such possibility for, for, you know, the younger end of uh people making the music because like yeah go ahead and be a a pop star for now but make sure that while you're doing it you're learning you're gathering intel you're finding out how to do this if it is what you want to do truth of the matter is if you're a successful pop artist and you don't want to do this or maybe you don't care about like your reputation or uh how it's gonna you know end up excuse me how it's gonna end up for you then um, you can just enjoy the ride because mm-hmm. you can really succeed and create a nice bucket of money for yourself that could sustain you for your the rest of your life. But I think that someone like an Olivia Rodrigo, I think she wants to be around for a while. I think so right? too. I get that sense. Yeah. And I know that um, I listened to a, an interview that her producer did like probably a year ago, maybe a little bit longer. And uh, his first name is Dan, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. And they talked about how it all kind of came together. And just like, it sounds like they're really in the groove. Because now, like, since that interview that I listened to, they've now, like, released, you know, the new album. And she's continuing to be flying on all cylinders, you know. And she has all these songs that she's releasing. Like, 
like i don't know if it was the lead single off the album but vampire like we're playing it still a fair amount on the station that i work for and you know then all these new singles have you know come out and it's just funny because a lot of the um the topics but again like you mentioned she is young and i think you have to write what you know and so it feels like and again i haven't listened to the entire album uh but i get the sense that it's a lot of like like angsty at boys you know like get them back but and that's a fun song i have to say we're playing that also and so um yeah but i think she's she seems committed and i feel like the fact that she has this groove with her producer and it doesn't seem like she's just flopping around at different producers like it Mm -hmm. sounds like they're in a groove and i think they're gonna write it well what's interesting too is that if you look in the categories i just found a category specifically for where Olivia Rodrigo is, it's best rock song. So Ballad mm-hmm. of a Homeschooled Girl. Uh, that's in the same category as the Rolling Stones new song, <laughs> Over yep. 60 Years In, uh, and is a really good song. Mm-hmm. Um, she's up uh, against Boy Genius also, but also Queens of the Stone Age and Foo Fighters for rock song. And she's not in the rock album category, but I, I, I love looking at, you know, where the Grammys might be out of touch. And again, no disrespect to anybody. I'm not sure that Olivia Rodrigo belongs in the best rock song category. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like I'm not sure if um, Paramore should be in the best rock album and then also in best alternative performance. Right. I th- like if you're going to be specific, I think if you're going to be specific with your genre specifications, if you're going to be specific with your specifications, yes, I just said that, mm-hmm. then I think you have to figure out where you're going and who belongs where. But this song, I, I, go. Oh. no, no, I was just going to say, I say that and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I can't think that, that, uh, that genre boxes matter. Music is music whatever i think the contrast is in that there is an award show that does make it specific mm-hmm. and then they you know you have to put people in in categories and i'm not sure that they fit there my question is like because i actually the song that she got nominated for i have not heard uh, for the best rock song knowing that she is a pop artist but let's say the song really is rock like would you be okay with it or still no because she's known as a pop artist like no i think it would i think the the song has to speak for itself Okay. But then I think, how does how does a song that you, Kelly, who works in the business of pop music, how is there a song from her that's, that's nominated that you don't know or that you're not familiar with? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's not a single for and us. And really. I work at a rock station and I don't know it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and maybe that's our bad for not, you know. Well, it's, it's for sure my bad for not listening. It's just like, she's not my artist, you know, like, so right. I didn't sit there and listen to all of her stuff. But then funny enough, her, one of her actually good friends, uh, Tate McRae, who's a Canadian artist who now lives mm-hmm. in Los Angeles and is doing very well climbing up the Billboard chart with her song, Greedy. I know more of her repertoire than I do right. of Olivia, even though they're pretty much counterparts and funny enough tate mccray is in one of olivia rodrigo's music videos which is fun is tate mccray also going to be the musical guest on saturday night live yes pretty cool yes so please watch that episode because she'll be amazing and i recently interviewed her probably about two months ago when she rolled through montreal and she has what it takes to last also because in my opinion she came up actually as a dancer tate mccray and was i think on i think it was on you know whatever season it was of so you think you can dance 
And she's just had like, she's been in dance like her whole life. I believe her mother is actually a dance teacher also. So like, she just has that, all those qualities, determination, you know, willing to put the work in, like all that stuff she already has as a dancer. And now she's putting that to work as an artist and it's clearly working. So mm-hmm. I'm really cool. proud of her. And I, I'm so happy that her song Greedy is flying up the Billboard chart. This is like amazing news. It's her it's her first one to do that well and very happy for her. Um, before we wrap up, I did want to get back to your rock category with Rolling Stone. So are we yeah. happy they have a Grammy nom? Yeah, it's pretty cool because it really is a good song. Um, the The stuff that we've heard from the album is quite good. They collaborated with seemingly everybody you know not the least of which is uh, paul mccartney and ringo and um uh stevie wonder mm-hmm. and and elton's on the album too i believe and um gaga who i just think lady gaga for me is like a student of her craft and mm-hmm. i think it's amazing that she's so interested in the art of it whatever it is like she could do what she does, what we know her to do. Uh, she could do rock easily. She's she's performed with the Stones before. And she could do jazz. We know that she had, you know, made a friendship with Tony Bennett and they sang beautifully together. She's just such a skilled performer uh, that I love that kind of an artist that you're like, okay, well, music is my thing. I'm going to make sure I know everything about it. So I think that's super cool. But back to the Stones, I think they appreciate what someone like Agaga brings to the table. And, you know, the way that she had described the, the way it all went down with her part on that album was sort of like, you know, I was in a studio down the hall and they said, hey, why don't you come in and, and we'll just talk about it. And it was just like a hang session with the Rolling Stones, like as they would have done, you know, 40 years ago or or mm-hmm. more. So it's nice to know that a band with that much time and music under their belts does it the same way or inspires someone who's still doing it today, a student of, of the craft, which I think is amazing. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy for the Rolling Stones because they do sound good. Uh, the more I hear the song Angry, which is what's nominated in that uh, Best Rock Song category, uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. But if you really, you know, when you listen to something and you really listen, yeah, and you're like, maybe they do sound eighty. <laughs> you know, like oh, you're an angry eighty year old. That's what's happening. And I'm just kidding. Obviously, it's very good. Yeah, they obviously know what they're doing. I'm, you know, sidebar. I keep on seeing uh, Queens of the Stone Age just because it's on my my screen right now. I'm still mad at Josh Homie for he had a situation a few years back. I don't even know if he rectified it, but. There was a situation where he, there was a, a photographer at his, at Queen, at a Queen show and, um, and he kicked her. He kicked the camera. She was what? like a, a sanctioned, supposed to be their photographer. And he just so cavalierly kicked her camera, which hit her face. It made the news. Oh my and God. it made me angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly this many years, this easily five years ago, wow. if not, if not more. But I thought, none of my business, but I would love to know if he ever really, truly apologized uh, to, you know, fix it. Possibly. None of my business, but it's a knee-jerk reaction when I see their name on screen. So there it is. It's off my chest. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Sharon. Hi. Will will you be watching the Grammys on February the 4th? Yes, I will. I, uh, you know, I, I like to 
I love the night of music. I love the celebration of the art of it. I love, I'm a fan of many genres. Uh, music's one of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Uh, and also, you know, if you can put a show together that, you know, will make me go, what are they doing there? Why is that category like that? If I can make myself sound old, then I'm in. Great. <laughs> will you be watching, Kel? I will for sure. Um, yeah, especially if I, I get to see some R&B performances from SZA and from Victoria Monet. That will make me a happy woman. So, yeah. Very good. That is our music editor, Sharon Highland. Don't forget that you can follow her on Instagram at the Sharon Highland. And of course, our podcast that we host together uh, called 90s Now. And you can find us also on uh, Instagram at 90s Now FM. Thank you, Sharon. Thanks, Kel. Like us on Facebook, Kelly Alexander Show. Super happy to welcome to the show Canadian recording artist Max Parker, who is having amazing success with his hit song, Good Time. Also, over 1 million global streams and climbing, which is just fantastic. Max, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better. So tell us, first of all, how you got started as an artist. Like, did you know as a child that music was for you? Yeah, I, I was always a performer, so I picked up the guitar at nine and I've always just loved playing guitar and I started singing just quickly along with it and it just kind of grew into something that I wanted to continue with and my friends always told me to keep going and now we're here. <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. And uh, did you, like, were your parents supportive right away of all of this? Oh yeah, yeah, they were super supportive, yeah, with pretty much anything. I, I was super athletic when I was younger, always played hockey, always played tennis, um, and then, yeah, I got into playing guitar and things kind of changed a little. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And I wanted to know too, like when you were growing up, which artists influenced you the most, most, and do they still play like a significant part in you today? Like influencing your sound, all that kind of stuff. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, a big influence was John Mayer at the time when I was kind of learning how to really play guitar really well, I would always try to hammer out his song, Why Georgia, which took me forever to kind of get down. And when I got it down, it was like the best feeling ever. Uh, and then, you know, people like Ed Sheeran, uh, have always inspired me and I'm still, I still have that kind of Ed, Ed Sheeran sound, especially in good time. Um, I love playing the loop pedal. Um, so that's something I really love to do as well. Um, other than kind of just creating, um, I love to kind of just show my dynamic um so yeah <laughs> that's awesome now let's talk about good time so first of all tell us what the song's about and did you know that you had something special when you were producing it yeah so it's kind of interesting like me and Derek uh, my producer Derek Hoffman here in Toronto we kind of just had a session where it was kind of just chill no expectation type of thing we just wanted to write a song uh, we weren't expecting anything big and uh, it happened to be on the same day I was like going live with my fans on Instagram and um, yeah it was just a super chill thing and you know we just ended up kind of writing about this song that's sort of about like the time you spend with someone and you end up parting ways with them but you know you still had a really good time with them and you would never ever take it back um in a million years you know and uh it's like undeniable that the time you spent with them was really good so that's pretty much what the song's about um and it just so it came so naturally like in a snap and derek and i wrote it really fast uh, the vocals were pretty much cut in a day and yeah, we had the song and everyone loved it. Uh, our whole team was like, whoa. Um, and we knew it was going to be something big. Uh, so yeah. That's cool. You're like Elton John. Cause apparently he, like, if he can write a song in 10 minutes, he knows like something's good is about to happen. If it takes him a super long time, he's like, nah, I don't know about this. So 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Usually the songs that are, are kind of written under no expectation and are written like super quickly are the ones that always go. And uh, I, I agree with Elton. I agree. <laughs> That's so cool. Now, talk to us about the music video, because I was reading some of the notes um, about it. And I want you to explain to your fans, like uh, the reason why you had female athletes in your video. And and just I know you were able to, um, I think, help out some visual artists in your neighborhood of Toronto. So can you tell us a little bit about the music video and why it's so important to you? Yeah, so when, when we had good time and I was kind of thinking about what the music video was kind of going to hold, I all of a sudden had this like click moment um, because I was working with uh, alongside Hugo Boss and uh, they gave me this capsule, this NBA capsule, which was really cool. And I was just like, yo, uh, I know a whole bunch of basketball players and I feel like it would be super cool to have female basketball players to show my like diversity and everyone I've been involved with through high school. Um, and it just kind of all fell into place. My producer's a big Raptors fan as well. And we were just kind of kicking it on court that day we had everyone out um and i wanted to show the women you know because i i feel i feel that um especially in nba and basketball um you know there's not enough there's not enough light being shed on on like the women's basketball association so i really wanted to kind of showcase them and show the diversity um and yeah it, it really it was such a surreal experience and i was so happy like having all the all the women there like just playing it's it was such a cool cool day uh i i will never forget that day it was really cool as a former high school point guard a female athlete i will applaud your efforts i appreciate that because i think yeah as a female athlete it's always hard to get noticed and the fact that you know, like a, a, a man would want to help. You know what I mean? I know it's heading in that direction, but to have more male uh, influence and support, I think is fantastic. So Max, that's really awesome. Good for you. Thank you. Sarah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Shazam situation, because as of our chat today, you are, or we're at, you probably even climbing since, uh, since I last checked, but you were like number 88 at Shazam in Canada for most Shazam songs. So how does that feel? Like there's people that want to know what your song is. Like how, how crazy is that? I know like to me, it's still insane to think that people are actually like just, you know, using their energy to pull out their phone and go into Shazam and just actually click Shazam, which is great. It's so crazy to me. Um, I just, I can't even still process this. Um, we were, we were like spot 150, like not even like seven days ago. Uh, and it's just really climbing now. We're in top 100 and I just, I still can't believe it. All the fans are like going nuts with me and it's all just kind of like a community, like um, success. You know what I mean? Like I bring the fans along with me and like, we're all just celebrating together, you know? Um, I'm just super excited, always staying grounded. Um, just, you know, really just sitting down and, and just taking everything in. Uh, and I'm just very excited for, you know, what the future holds. That's yeah. super cool. That's very good. And I love the whole idea of staying grounded. I think it's, I think it's, first of all, it's, it's like innate in us Canadians for the most part to do that, but to sort of keep reminding yourself of that as your success grows, cause it's going to keep growing. That's for sure. And speaking of Canadians, I wanted to say like, there's so many amazing artists that have come out of Toronto recently or, or over the last decade, like with a Drake, with a Justin Bieber, who I know is just outside of Toronto, but we'll say it's Toronto because he likes the Leafs. You know what I mean? As a Montreal Canadiens fan, I cry a little bit, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, just like Alessia Cara, like there's just, there's so many great artists uh, that are in and around Toronto or coming from Toronto, The weekend, like the list just goes on and on. 
do you like seeing that success does it um inspire you like do you feel like toronto's got the magic sauce right now like do you want to break it big in the states like what what does all these artists uh, mean to you max parker yeah so i'm influenced by you know I, i'm so influenced by justin bieber the weekend um th there's smaller artists here in toronto that i'm influenced by and that i'm friends with um and i feel like as much as as much as toronto as much as it's hard to kind of break out here in toronto there's so much there's still so much opportunity and i feel like if you know people like justin bieber and the weekend can do it like you know i can do it too you know what i mean like that's that's how they make me feel and uh i genuinely believe in myself and uh you know i'm i'm just uh i'm so happy we have so much success here because it, it only just kind of like provides more opportunity and it provides just like that kind of notion that like you can pretty much do anything you set your mind to um so yeah no i'm i'm inspired by everyone who's who's gotten big out of toronto and is and is kicking it like i am you know like my my peers who are at the stage that that i'm at like they inspire me too every day and they push me as much as i push them so yeah it's a community so joining us on the show we're very happy to have him with us canadian recording artist max parker make sure to follow him on all social me social media on twitter uh and on instagram of course at max parker official um let's talk about the fact that you are getting cross canada music support like radio play all that sort of good stuff and for the company that i work for you are the iHeartRadio uh, future star and so what did that feel like getting that opportunity it it felt amazing uh i can't lie it was one of the best days uh that i've had um i i'm still speechless about that um i'm just again i'm sitting down and taking it in and uh i've just am very grateful for you know any radio station that's playing me but um you know specifically the ones that are part of iHeartRadio um and bell so i'm i'm just really grateful right now and uh yeah i'm just uh i'm i'm just plugging away keep i'm, I'm working on like a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes getting things ready um so yeah i'm i'm just uh i'm really excited for good times journey uh the, for the single um and just for for the radio stations to to play it um it's it's really cool hearing my friends saying like yo you're on the radio uh like just sending me videos and like my my relatives sending me videos it's it's uh it's a really cool thing so yeah i'm very excited about it i have to ask you speaking of radio play where were you and how did it feel the first time you heard your song like you yourself heard it on the radio so we so we uh we have like our sonos surround sound in our house and we we kind of like we play the radio sometimes but when we found out that i was actually going to be <laughs> playing on the radio we turned it on in the house and we turned the radio on we kind of just like waiting and listening to the radio and it finally came on it was like uh, future star and max park and i was like what uh and it started playing and i think i was with my mom and my sister like just uh in the kitchen and we and we were all just like what this is so crazy like just the intro and just the fact that like my song was being played like with you know uh, so many other big songs it's just uh it's the craziest moment uh, i've ever kind of experienced as a musician thus far so yeah well congratulations i think that's amazing the first time you get to hear something of yours on the radio it's like it means something right so it's and it means i think I think it means many different things, but I think in a way it just validates all the work and effort and the struggle that goes into getting you onto the radio. So awesome. So congratulations on that. Now I have to ask you about some more Canadian stuff. Are there other Canadian artists, um, and not necessarily talking about the Justin Bieber's of the world, but like 
um, like a Tyler Shaw or, you know, like a, a Scott Hellman, um, other people that you love listening to, like that have influenced you and, and, and who is, who is Max Parker listening to these days, Canadian wise? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I have to say, I mean, Tyler Shaw, I love. Um, and I also listen to Sean Hook a lot too. Sean Hook really inspires me. And he's he's one that um, kind of has a similar sonic sound to, to my type of music. Uh, he's got that upbeat vibe. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he always goes on like runs too. He's, very, he's a very athletic guy as well. So he inspires me in that way too, actually. But yeah, other than them, like, you know, I've been listening to Scott Hellman too. Always kept an eye on him. He's, he's so cool. And yeah, I mean, like there's so many big artists like Sean Mendes and stuff i know he's not directly from toronto but like you know uh he's inspiring along with justin bieber and and the weekend um but yeah like there's other artists like jesse gold he's he's sort of a a little bit of a smaller artist but uh here like he's kicking it though he's gonna he's about to like break any moment uh and he's he's super talented so yeah there's there's a lot of people i'm inspired by um but yeah no uh it's so cool now that things are starting to open up and hopefully more dates are going to start happening for different artists like will you be traveling across canada to play will you be coming to montreal so i love montreal uh it's one of my favorite cities ever uh, especially in the mile end i love kind of like going on saint laurent and, and shopping uh there it's just, it's so cool uh and i really want to go back as soon as possible so i'm sure i'll be playing in montreal uh sometime soon and uh yeah in terms of tours um you know uh we'll see what happens especially with covid um but i hope to get out as soon as possible I have to ask you as well about social media. How is it playing a part in your, like the advancement of Max Parker's career and do you have a favorite platform? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, So I, I love social media. It's one of the best things. Um, Can also be a little tiring, can't lie. Uh, Just posting constantly and I'm sure you know that too. (laughs) Um, But you know, I think that my favorite platform right now is TikTok. There's so there's so much opportunity on TikTok right now, and I've been just really grinding uh, my way through that app right now. And uh, you know, I'm getting close to 10,000 follows here uh, on TikTok, and my fans are just loving when I go live. I'm going live almost every night, uh, just like you know, racking in thousands of viewers, and it's just a great way to kind of you know meet new people, meet new fans, just build the family uh, that I have. Have, uh, right now mm-hmm. um, and I'm just I'm just so grateful for an app that can kind of like you know push your name out to, to new people you know what I mean like that, that's kind of uh, why I use TikTok so much so that has to be my favorite platform um, but yeah like posting on IG and and you know Twitter and everywhere else it's it's also fun too so yeah I, I make sure I'm active everywhere that's cool now before I let you go what message do you want to uh, push out to your fans right now because your fans are growing like again you are being shazam so you are picking up fans every day from across the country and across the world which is awesome yeah so i guess a message i'd say to my fans um for them specifically you know i think we're living in a pretty hard time uh during the pandemic and i just want to say like keep going you know if i can do something like this where i can go and chase my dreams you can too um never lose faith in what you want uh what you want to go for and what your passions are um so always keep going and if you ever need to talk to me always hit me in my dm on instagram i'm down to chat whenever um and uh don't be scared to me i'm a kind guy so yeah i'm always down to chat with any of you awesome and last question uh before i let you go do you, is album coming soon can you tell us any details like before the end of 2021 or what's the plan 
Yeah, so album is is expected in the next few months. It'll definitely be before 2022. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't I can't say just when yet. But uh, um, I'm very excited, and I know the fans are very eager to to be hearing new material. But uh, right now, um, you know, I'm getting the fans to you know stream good time, and we're just we're just having a good time right now. <laughs> yeah. Time for fast facts now with Max Parker. Max, did you pick up a hobby or ignite a new one in the last like 15 months or so? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I can't lie. Uh, I've been an avid bracelet maker. I make like a whole bunch of friendship bracelets now. And I know that sounds like that sounds very like kiddish, but I promise like it's it's the, one of the most rewarding things. And I love making new patterns. Um, I know it's something so bizarre, but that's something I picked up along with photography, too. I love taking photos. I think it must be super relaxing to make bra like bracelets like it must be like just like Zen. Yeah, it's very zen and there's like multiple patterns you can do and uh, just making bracelets for others too is very rewarding and uh, it's it's a very genuine and kind thing. And uh, yeah, it takes a lot of time too. Um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, which artist, band or producer would you love to collaborate with the most? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Uh, I love Frank Dukes out here in Toronto. He's been he's been collaborating with a lot of uh, really heavy hitters. Um, Frank Dukes would be a really cool guy to work with, um, along with Max Martin. He's another producer out in uh, Sweden who pretty much makes all the hits. So makes all the hits, Max. That's exactly what it, it'd be cool. You guys could have a duo like Max Squared. It'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah Max Squared. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there a song that you've heard on the radio in the last like six months or a year that you wish you had written Ooh, uh okay i know we talked about the weekend a little blinding lights has been one that's just been sitting number one for the longest time mm -hmm. and uh, that might be a go-to answer but uh i genuinely love the weekend and blinding lights is probably one of the most successful songs ever so uh yeah definitely that one now i've heard that you play multiple instruments uh is there one that you don't know how to play yet that you wish you did Ooh, uh, the drums, I really want to learn how to play, um, but I, I have yet to sit down and actually start banging on some drums. So, yeah. <laughs> what is uh, Max Parker's cheat meal? Ooh, probably, probably some fettuccine Alfredo. That's my favorite pasta <laughs> dish. Uh, I, if someone puts that plate in front of me, I, I would not be able to resist it if I tried to stay healthy. So yeah, that, that's definitely going to be the dish. Now I have to ask you about exercise. Is there like, are you into sports? Like with regards to you working out, is it something I think running, right? Is your deal? Running. I love running and uh, I'm starting to lift some weights too. get in, you know, trying to get some muscle. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love to just kind of stay thin and lean. Uh, that's kind of like my thing. Um, and I, I love to just kind of work on myself always. Um, but yeah, running is a, is a huge thing for me. And uh, if you could sit down to have coffee or juice or tea or whatever with uh, like an artist, like a top 40 artist, who would it be and why to pick their brain? I think Ed Sheeran because uh, Ed's mind is so is so interesting and it's very intelligent. Um, I've heard stories about how he can literally sit down and and pretty much come up with songs like in in a matter of like ten minutes, like like we've talked about with Elton John. Uh, he's very very smart and he's collaborated with so many people. He's he's been in his grind days where he had to you know busk over in England and and you know do several shows a day and write several songs a day. That guy just works so hard and I think at this point he can pretty much write a hit in like five minutes. So uh, yeah, I'd love to pick his brain and and kind of ask him some advice and uh, see like you know 
uh, what his trajectory had, had looked like from when he started to, to now, for sure. Finish this sentence. The best part about Montreal is? The murals, uh, the art. Um, yeah, the art, uh, 100%. I love the art there. It's, there. it's a very artistic place in a very creative place. Uh, I feel like I've written some of the best songs there, uh, especially with a couple of producers out there. It's been, yeah, the art there is really cool, I have to say. Agreed, agreed. Max, all the best of luck and you're always welcome back on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly. I appreciate it. The Kelly Alexander Show. There you go. Another episode of The Kelly Alexander Show is in the books. And my thanks to you for spending time with us on the program this week. Also to our guests, Max Parker and Sharon Highland. A big shout out to our producer, Andrew Sabino, for doing an amazing job putting the show together. And keep in mind that you can check out the podcast that I do co-host with Sharon Highland. It's called 90s Now, and it's available for you on all the major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, and Google Play. Grab all of our social media handles off of our website, Kelly Alexander Show. Have an amazing week. You and I will chat soon. The Kelly Alexander Show.